welcome to this week's Young Venture Club. Moving back on to our traditional schedule, the other week we had a uh, special episode that we wanted to uh, to drop, get an interview out there, but we're back now and we're continuing on our quest to read a book every single week. And we're still going strong right now. Uh, but this week, the book that we are talking about is Play Bigger, which you can see right here if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, we're really trying to push that YouTube, give you guys a new perspective, trying to do a better job of videotaping everything. Uh, so if you know you guys are currently listening to this on your podcast platform, make sure you go over to YouTube. Uh, it's The Real Venture on YouTube as well. Uh, subscribe there and then you can see us live video as you know, I'm talking uh, with this book and, you know, we have it all set up all nice looking good. But this book, Play Bigger, is probably one of the best business books I have read in a really long time. Actually, it was recommended to me by a guest that we had come on the podcast. His episode hasn't been released yet, but, you know, through our conversations, he really got me thinking about it. And I was just like, boom, I got to get this book. Got it, ripped through it, loved it, um, and I'm really excited to uh, to talk about it today. So what Play Bigger is all about is basically how to position your business for success. Now, when we think about our business and how it fits into the business ecosystem and the market, immediately your mind goes right to product market fit, which, I mean, that makes sense because if your product doesn't fit in the market, no one's going to buy it. Uh, and you know, you're just, you're not going to have a lot of success, which is, which is true. But what play bigger, um, does a really good job of illustrating for us is the product market or the product design category is only one leg on this three legged bar stool, right? There is the, uh, product design, but there also are two other components, company design and category design. Now, what are those two other areas? Company design is pretty much what it sounds like. It is basically designing and building out your company, but with the correct foundation that's going to allow it to scale. Uh, you know, if you want to build a really, really tall building, you have to build the foundation right from the get-go. And I think a lot of times in, you know, I mean, I've experienced this in my own startups, you just get like so rushed because you're just like looking for somebody. Um, you know, we're going through a, a phase right now where we're looking to bring on a, a VP of engineering and, you know, all these candidates that we talk to, they're all great. And I just like, I kind of get blinded and I'm like, Ooh, that person is exactly what I need. Like, let's bring them in. But you know, maybe they don't necessarily agree with the vision or get as excited about the product as we are. And, you know, every time that it hasn't worked out, you know, we're very fortunate because what it is, is it's allowing us to design our company correctly because, you know, you're not going to be able to build that really tall building or run that marathon or whatever analogy you want to use for longevity here um, without the right people who agree with your vision, get excited about it, want to wake up every single day and get after it. Um, because the other thing too is, you know, as you're going through these conversations and you're bringing people on and you're articulating and sharing your vision and how you're building this company, you know, the ones that, the ones that are actually already at your company and the ones they don't agree with it, you need to fire them like yesterday. I mean, ASAP because this, you don't have, you don't have the luxury of time here. I mean, if somebody's not going to basically get on board, uh, they need to get out there. So company design is really important. So we have our product design, right? Designing the product. So it actually works, actually solves the problem that we need, uh, building the company that is going to sustain growth over the long time, getting the right people into place. And then really what the main focus of this book is, 
is category design. And I am absolutely obsessed with category design. Like this book was so thought provoking for me that I immediately bought it and sent it uh, to everybody that I work with because I thought it was so important for them to understand like that epiphany that I had. Now we have some more meetings this week. So we'll find out as I actually talk to everybody. Um, you know, I, I even got so excited. I bought the book for Luke and I sent it to him, but I accidentally shipped it back to my house and not his house in New York. So I had to send him a new one, but, um, you know, good for me. I have two versions of the book now. Um, so, you know, if you're, uh, if you're interested in, uh, actually, you know, getting this copy of the book, uh, shoot us a message on, uh, on LinkedIn or Instagram, uh, post something on your story and we'll, uh, we'll pick one person and, uh, we'll fire this book. It, it is an absolute game changer and I'm really excited, uh, to share it with you guys. So, what is category design? You know, people just think that you make this product, you sell it, and, you know, that's just kind of what the business is. You're just making a product, you're selling it. You know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And that works for some companies. Uh, and there are some companies that do it very well, but there are no great companies that just vomit out products and they just automatically sell the very best companies are the ones that have created and designed a category that they're able to thrive. And ultimately, as the book always talks about, become the category king for. And, you know, when you have the ability to design your own category, you also are able to position your product or your service as the best solution for it. So as you're out here talking about this problem, and evangelicalizing it and getting it out there. And then at the same time, you're talking about all the benefits of your product and what it does. It naturally starts to fit in together. And, and you know, it, it, you are perceived as the solution within the market. They, uh, they have some great examples of uh, other companies that have kind of gone on and, and done a really good job of, uh, of category design. Uh, the two best ones that they used, in my opinion, were Uber and Salesforce. So like before Uber, we were just kind of okay with the way taxis and, uh, you know, your friends and public transport, just kind of the way you got around town. It was just part of it. But what Uber did is it basically made us aware that there was a better way to move around the city by using your phone. And there's a better way for uh, people that were actually providing the services, like taxi drivers, there's a better way for them to operate. So what they did in this category is they made us aware of a problem that we didn't even know. And then naturally, as we began to be like, oh, wow, yeah, it's really hard to move around the city. Oh, hey, that sucks. Uh, Uber was right here. We're like, hey, here's a mobile version that you can use on your iPhone and uh, just call up the ride you want right when you want it and move around the city. So they made us aware of a problem that we didn't even know we had. They provided a perfect solution. And now when you refer to, you know, anytime you're going to hop into somebody else's car that you order on your phone, you say, and I'm, I'm Ubering, even if you're taking a lift, I do that all the time where, uh, you know, I just say like, Hey, I'm going to order an Uber. And then I click on the lift app sometimes, um, just totally by habit. But like Uber has become synonymous just like Kleenex has for, for tissues, right? They completely created a category. They designed it and, you know, they basically got to name it. Uh, the other example that they, uh, that they provided was Salesforce. Um, you know, traditionally with big software companies like Oracle, where I used to work, uh, you know, they made these massive, um, uh, you know, software was all on premises, right? And these big computer servers and it was very expensive and hard to maintain. And you had to hire all these staff to, 
to run it basically and IT to fix it and and blah, blah, blah. It was like this extremely cumbersome process. So what Salesforce did is they basically made us aware of, of cloud computing and hey, you can have a subscription. You don't need to have all these people. You don't need to have all this set up. And they kind of shook it up and we're like, yeah, you're right. Like I didn't even know that having all this stuff on-prem was a problem. So Salesforce created this category. They got to design it. They got to design the rules around it, which that is the most important thing. You decide how the game is played when you get to, when you get to build your own category. And by doing that, you allow your product to flourish, but also at the same time, you can basically build in all of these roadblocks that prevent your uh, competitors from instantly ramping up to getting to your speed. Uh, and you know, in addition to that, you're also kind of having a little bit of a head start. So this is great, right? You, uh, you, you look at your bar stool, you design your product uh, category, you design uh, you know, your company, and you have the product market fit. Like now what? How do people know about this? Well, they talk about the idea of a lightning strike. And I love this because it's kind of like hostile guerrilla warfare. Um, you know, when you're a young startup, you're extremely agile. And these big boys that you're competing with, they move much slower. It takes them forever to turn their head to look in your direction sometimes. Not all the time, but what they kind of talk about is use social media, use the news, hijack events, make a really big deal and create these lightning strikes that basically keep your company in the forefront, right? And keep everybody just like, oh, I wonder what, you know, company X is doing. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't touched on that yet. I, I wonder if they have an opinion on it and then boom, lay it out there. And I love that because you just kind of always stay in the forefront of everybody's minds, but also at the same time, it allows you to kind of change and move dynamically as trends and news change. Uh, they had a really good example of uh, one thing Salesforce did. So Microsoft, uh, which obviously tried to move into the same space of cloud computing with, uh, with Salesforce, they bought White Plains and Mark Benioff, the, the CEO of Salesforce, basically released this up press, you know, press memo internally uh, that said, you know, instead of calling it white planes, he called it white pains, which I mean, that's, you know, that, that's funny. And he like really, you know, slipped it out to the press and the press kind of got a hold of it and, and took off and, you know, just like little things like that, that big companies couldn't do. But when you're kind of a pirate in this space, um, it gives you a little bit of flexibility there. So that was just a little bit of a teaser. There is much, much more in Play Bigger. Highly recommend everybody checking it out. Uh, really enjoyed it, ripped through. And then once again, if you want uh, this copy that we have right here, um, you know, post on your story, uh, tag us and, uh, you know, tell us why you really want to read this book and, and why you're interested in it. And we'll, uh, we'll pick a winner. You know, we're really excited to continue this journey and we'll be back uh, next week with our next book. So keep it real, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is... As you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings and a, uh, and, and a comment go a really long way, helps us continue to, to climb up the charts and you know continue to, to spread this to, to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything and we're excited to see you next week.